Hello, my amazing witches. Thank you so much for clicking play. You're listening to 1692 Podcast, a show where I invite you to join me on this amazing spiritual journey together. Today, I'm super excited to have Ashley Sondergaard on. She is the owner of her own yoga practice, her podcast called Yoga Magic, and she's just filled with so much bubbliness and love and she was just amazing to talk to so sweet i'm so glad that she took the time to sit down with me and record this episode she's just a total ray of sunshine and i loved chatting with her i hope to have her again on soon we go over everything from her yoga practice how she was raised how she got there and how big self-care is how important it is how you should practice it, how you can practice it every day if you've never really done it, and just to take the time to slow down and do that one thing for yourself every day, whether that's reading your cheesy favorite book at night, journaling for five minutes, going for a walk. You just need to set that time aside for you. And she talks about how becoming a mother totally changed her life in such an amazing way, but it also made her realize how important self-care is for her and how she just had to really step back into that feminine energy of her own. So she actually talks about how she was able to manifest her whole second pregnancy and just how much self-care really means to her. So it's definitely going to be an amazing episode. I hope you guys take away a lot of cool, fun tips. She plugs herself, her Instagram, her website. She actually works with astrology too, which is pretty awesome. She reads your sun, your moon, and your Mars. She does dabble in a little bit of the other stuff as well, but she looks at your chart and she tags that into your self-care. So she really, she does a one-hour private call with you and she goes over your chart and how you can apply that into your self-care. So it's really just seeing what you have to work with and plugging it back into you and how you can benefit from it. So that's also really awesome that she offers that. And other than that, we just have a great conversation and I look forward to you guys hearing from her. Go follow her. Her show's amazing and I hope you enjoy. See you guys on the next episode. So Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to just dabble in everything that you offer. I mean, your show sounds great. Uh, But my biggest thing I want to start... I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So my first question that I love to ask is, um, what do you think that your soul's purpose is in this lifetime? Oh, I love that question. Right out out the bat. Yeah, just start with like the Um, deep and heavy stuff. (laughs) My soul's purpose is to heal. And I remember this coming to me in like a, I was doing a training. I used to work in studio leadership in yoga for a long time. And we were doing a training around Sankalpa, which is really this idea of like your purpose. And for me, it was really like the existence to heal, but not only heal myself and just my existence and my my inner being, but also heal people around me um, by teaching them. And that's, and that's what I do. It was kind of weird because at the time I was not doing that. And now here I am. Yeah, that's so awesome. I love that so much. 
So you totally weren't into any of this stuff. This is like a little bit, how new is it for you to be down this low yoga, holistic healing lifestyle? I grew up, my dad's chiropractor. So I grew up really in this sort of full, whole body, a holistic way of thinking. Yeah. And um, when, you know, when I decided to start practicing yoga, when I really found yoga was when I found it for myself and was able to step into this discovery mode of who I was and what I really wanted and, and really get into that, that idea of receiving, right? started two years. Um, I teach them in different ways. And my favorite way to do that is by using astrology. So I love to use um, the astrological birth chart to give individuals really specific ways to take care of themselves. But it all started for me with yoga. And here we are um, several, you know, 10 years, a decade later. Yeah. Okay. Oops, Michaela, I, don't, I can't hear you or anything. <laughs> it was there? so okay. laggy for a sec. Yeah, I was trying to have it catch up. Um, well, that's okay. Yeah, I think we might be good now. But that's awesome. And I, t- I saw that you incorporate the astrology into all of that. So you literally do base. So you deal with a lot of self care, I saw too, like you feel mm-hmm. like it's so important for you. So I saw that you incorporate the astrology with that. So how do you is that like just you look at the stars or your astral chart to go like about your day what you should do for self care? Like, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I love to use astrology to just validate who you are and also get through some of the clutter. So with self-care, as many of us know, or just even like the spirituality space, there's so many different things that we can do and so many, I mean, even like tools and um, services and it's just kind of overwhelming. And so I like to use astrology to cut through the noise and really get specific about your chart. So if you know anything about astrology, it is a snapshot of your, of the sky, the minute you were born. And there are three placements that I look at to get really specific for my clients. And that's the sun, the moon and Mars. Um, And the reason being, obviously the sun is very important. It's your, it's your sign. It's your essence. It's your identity. There's a flavor of your sun and everything that you do. And um, it can tell you a lot about how to physically take care of yourself, whether that be through your workouts or how you, you know, you adorn your body or ways that you nurture your, your physical form, this human body to step into that light. And then your moon being your emotional well-being. So you can look at your moon sign to see, okay, what practices really nurture who I am on an emotional level? So that's like like journaling or um, looking at rest or your dreams or that self-study piece, meditation, huge part of this. And then finally, Mars, Mars being um, the motivation, the motivation to actually get you to do this stuff. Yeah. And you can see what, you know, what sign is Mars in for you and Mm -hmm. how does it manifest? What lights that fire under your butt? How can you get going to get these practices a part of your team? So the combination of those three placements in your chart are what I look to. And then when I do a cosmic self-care reading with somebody, I look at their chart, I look those parts and then we get really specific okay so here's your life here's your routine let's make this tweak here keep doing this um let's add in a little bit of this let go of that just give yourself some time to try things on but again it's like there's so many different things that you could do it becomes a little definitely and so this is a way to fast forward and get Mm -hmm. yeah definitely there's so much i feel like in the whole 
astrology world, let alone the spiritual world. So I feel like even when people think of self-care, they there's just so many different ways to even self-care. Absolutely. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So you haven't been into this forever. So how big was it life-changing for you when you took that self back and you started to care about yourself and like we're like okay I actually need to work on me like how big of an impact did that have mm-hmm. yeah I mean I would say my spiritual awakening came when I became a mother and I know that that's true for a lot of people I'm a cancer son so if you know anything about cancer energy it is the mama bear yeah it is the nurturer but I never identified as a cancer ever I mm-hmm. always sort of was like I don't want kids I don't think that's something that's for me I was very like, career oriented And when I started to practice yoga and really listen to what I wanted in my life versus what I was conditioned to do or thought I was supposed to do, I realized like, actually, no, I really do want children. I really want to grow a family and, and live in this feminine energy of, of creation. And so I decided to have kids and turns out kids are exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Totally worth it. What I, I kind of remember a moment when I was holding my my eldest, Lily, and I was just like kind of hovering over my body, just saying like, wow, you don't, you're not yourself. Like you're not yourself. And it's time to take back some of that power, take back that energy, um, go to the practices that you know that you can use to fill up your cup again. And so I got back to my, my yoga practice, to meditation, and I really use meditation um, to to fill that up again, to mm-hmm. find who I was. And when my second daughter, Aurora, Rory came around, she was, she was the full awakening. Her name actually means the dawn. Um, and she taught me how to manifest things into reality, whether that be through my meditation practice, but really most importantly, through self-care, through being a full human yep. that nurtures and takes care of others and you know going back to your first question it was really this healing process yeah healing myself so that I could heal, help heal others yeah definitely and I feel like a lot of people might not think of themselves even in that light but you really have to take care of yourself and slow down to do that or you're just going to burn out you right it's just gonna catch up to you totally mm-hmm So I love yoga. I actually just got into yoga. I think it's only been like three years now, but that has totally, it gives me a safe space to actually do that self-care. It's not a workout. It's not just stretching. Before COVID, I would be able to go to the studio and that was like a place I could go for my time. Now I kind of do it at home, but I just feel like yoga is so underrated. Mm. I mean, especially all the different types of yoga where you can have like a slow morning shvasana or like power yoga. You can really spin it to how you want to. Um, But I just found that that was definitely a big part in the spiritual Mm -hmm. practice because it really allows you and kind of forces you to go into your body with your strengths and then calming down in shvasana into your own head and kind of just really taking that breath. So you got into yoga because your dad was already like working with the body as being like a chiropractor? Yeah, no, I actually just kind of found my way there. And you kind of, you hit on a good point. I think um, it's maybe slightly watered down in where, where we live, right? And not slightly, it's very watered down in the Western culture. Definitely. And, you know, when we think about yoga, we sort of think of it just as that physical practice, right? As Mm -hmm. the asana. 
and it's actually so much more than that. It's, it's eight limbs. There's, there's so many aspects to yoga that is outside of the, of the movements. Oh, definitely. And so you're so right that when we really actually honor all parts of the, of yoga as a lifestyle, it's so much more impactful. And I, and people, I think sometimes are a little afraid of that. You know, it's, we're told that it's important that we stay within the parameters of our faith or our family structure or whatever it is. And sometimes yoga is very much outside of that. And so for me, it started simply for a workout. I mean, probably yeah. where, what you're talking about when that, like, okay, I just, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see how it feels in my body. And when I started to actually study yoga as a way of being as yoga with a capital Y, as I say, there's so much more to it that, that nurtured the whole self. Um, so the first yoga class that I, that I took was actually a hot yoga class. I Me was, too. I that was my first work. class was ever. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It was this. <laughs> thankfully, this teacher was easy that day. My friend told me, but that she was just like, come with me. And it was the first time ever. And it was hot yoga. Yeah, it was fun. And there's, you know, I, I did traditional Bikram in like a Bikram studio and that still existed. It was the 26 postures was like, whoa, this is magic. I'm yes. obsessed. And I from then on was like, yeah, let's, this is a part of my life. And so it evolved further into different forms. I, I, I will say like what I call my first yoga class was a all Britney Spears yoga sculpt class. Yes. <laughs> and it was so fun. It was yes. so, I just remember being like, this is yoga too. Cool. I don't know if it really was, it was more of like a fitness class, but it was so fun. Yeah. And like, it, I didn't feel that that pressure, right? You're talking about a safe space. I love that word because that's exactly what it is. Yep. It's you can just like be your silly self and do the self-study work and get what you want and what you need in these moments by way of just, you know what? I actually am going to rest here instead mm-hmm. of go big in this pose. Um, so when I had actually, when I started to practice more regularly, um, learned more about all of the limbs and eventually found my way into teacher training, it just, it shaped a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, I'm so grateful. And now, you know, I, I teach others the same and I know that others experience this in the same way, but it starts, it starts so frequently with just that, you know, Oh, I want to work out. I want to, I want to get a yoga body, whatever that is. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> that is. I want the yoga pants, the flowy yoga pants and I want to look cute. No. Yeah. It's definitely so much more than that. So you have your own practice, your yoga I practice. Do. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So I I teach privately around the Twin Cities in person. I live in um, Minneapolis. So awesome. I teach all sorts of backyard yoga classes. I do lots of fun events. I teach a little bit online. Um, it's not really like my favorite, but I do do it. And then um, I teach for core power yoga as well. I teach several classes. It's funny because as a yoga teacher, you kind of piece things together a little bit, like bring different classes in. Definitely. And then I work with clients in the self-care space. So it's it's definitely a journey um, building a business. It's been oh, two yeah. years now. And awesome. Good for you. I love it. I love it so much. And it's been, the podcast is, I think, my favorite part. I yes. don't know if you feel that way too, but yeah. like, I love podcasting. Yeah, I definitely, I love it because... I want to just, I want to share the people I know and I want to meet people who know Mm -hmm. those people because there's just such a big world in this spiritualness, like whether that's yoga, that's being a medium, that's literally having a holistic doctor. Like there's just so much and so many different avenues, which you looked like you have so many different people on your show too. 
Looks awesome. Yeah. Who's like your favorite person? You're, I, you're so right that there's like so many different avenues that you yes. can go down in the spirituality space. Like I, the genre that yoga magic is under is spirituality, but there's so much, so many layers to it. Who is my favorite? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have a lot of favorites. I know I couldn't, I don't even know what I would say if I was asking. I'm like, I don't know all of them. I know there. Um, here's the one thing that's really funny about this too, Michaela, is that like people are so gracious. You know, I, I like fangirl some of these people. Um, I'll use like, Natalia Benson, as an example, an amazing astrologer, uh, just such a powerful human. Mm -hmm. And she can so easily say no to a podcast interview. My show isn't super big. It's it's definitely growing, but it's not a big thing. And she was so present and so just humble. I I was moved. You know, these moments of connecting with these teachers, it reminds us that we're all very much connected, right? We're all humans on this existence. So Natalia was one of my favorite. Um, I've been, my mentors are the women from Almost 30. I don't know if you listen to that show at all. But Krista and Lindsay, yep. So they are, they've taught me tons. I've done some of their programs and they're amazing. So they were on the show. Nikki Novo, I really love her. She's a intuitive teacher and God, who's some of the other ones? Ambie Kavanaugh was amazing talking about astrology and her fertility journey. I don't, I could go on. I know episode one Oh five now. So I'm just like, Oh my gosh. So many. That's amazing. (laughs) So how long have you been doing the podcast? The same you've been open. So for the two years. So I started the podcast in December of 2019. I okay. rebranded it last summer. So I really, it's really only about a year old when you look at yoga magic as it exists yeah. now. Um, yeah. So it's only been a year. How long have you been doing yours? Uh, only since March. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So what did you, what did you have it before? What made you want to rebrand? So when I first started the very, very first iteration of my business, it was called Wedded Wellness. And it really focused, it was really niched down to helping those that were preparing for their wedding and just like kind of getting that stress down. That's so cool. And I found myself like, love this, love to help people. But also I just want to talk about spirituality. And so yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're going to change this. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the yeah. yoga magic. It's awesome. Hey, you're welcome. So I feel like I also just on your page, um, along with your children opening up your spiritualness, you also make it open for new moms who need that self-care, that need to realize that they need it and then calm down. So what is like some, I feel like that's not normal for somebody to be like, I'm a mom and I needed to step back and be me. Like you can go up and you can search self-care for yourself, but what are some advice you can give for those moms, those new moms or those moms that don't ever take a break? Because you're your own person. Yeah, you made this amazing little child, but you also need to be your own soul too that you were before. So what is some advice that you can give to the mamas out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of advice. <laughs> and I think this will be true for mamas, but also for just women in general. Yeah. So recently somebody asked me, why is self-care so hard for women? And there's a lot, this is a very layered question. I mean, I think it goes into history. It goes into the conditioning that we are given through our whole life. It's that, you know, when we take a step back to rest, when we take a moment to fill up our own cups, stop giving to others for just a moment and give back to ourselves we're extremely powerful. I mean, women are true magic. 
um, women, femmes, whatever, you know, however you define yourself in that feminine space. And that's threatening. I think that's really threatening to the patriarchy in general. And so when we, as women, as mothers can buck the trends, can go against what is normal of giving, giving, giving all the time, exhausting ourselves to the point of no return. And we can say, you know what, that's not for me. I'm going to hold into my power. I'm going to fill up my own cup. We are so much more powerful, better mothers, better human beings, givers. And, and that's a big, big deal. So my, my advice is it is harder. It's harder to take a step back and give to yourself. People will tell you it's selfish. People will maybe judge you. It's Mm -hmm. just because they're not doing it them themselves. Exactly. But when you do, this is true selflessness. When you do work on yourselves and you and you fill up your own cup, you're so much more full of to course. give to the people that you love. Especially your kids. You need to be that mm-hmm. full because yeah, it's hard work. And if you just go, 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 and you're gonna you're not gonna be the best for your kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely tough. But I think self-care needs to just not be not be so trendy and be like actually do what makes you happy whether that is just going for a walk or really just sitting down and journaling. I think the little they can seem so small but they're so beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're so right and it's it doesn't need to be purchased. No. Self-care it's 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 a buzzy word and I, you know, I use it because it translates. People understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's tapping into that feminine energy, your rest, your your rejuvenation that we all are inherently allowed, but but we're kind of told that that's not okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. We aren't allowed to be our best full potential when we mm-hmm. have so much, so much potential. I listened to a little bit of your self-care episode where you said you literally could manifest your second pregnancy, basically. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, it was wild too. I, I hadn't, I'd done some manifestation work, um, dabbled in it. I don't think I fully understood it probably because I wasn't taking care of myself in the way that I really needed to. I wasn't nurturing my own power. And so when I was pregnant with Rory, I would got like I kind of mentioned, got back to my meditation practice and I would get up every morning and I would journal my, her birth, what I wanted her birth to look like. And, and Lily's was a little traumatic. She just like, it, I mean, long story short, sometimes those things just, you can't plan for stuff. Right? Oh, you definitely. can like have your whole birth plan and it just doesn't go the way. So yes. it's like, uh, yeah, I felt very much in fear throughout that process. Whereas yeah. with Rory, I was like, no, like I have the abilities to make this just a magical experience. So I would write down every morning, what I wanted her birth to look like, what I was going to wear, what I was going to eat, how long her birth would be, you know, her labor and who was going to be there. It was just everything. What you wanted. Stupid. Yeah. And I did it. I did it. I literally like what I was wearing. It was a four hour birth. My dad happened to be over. So I didn't have to worry about Lily being taken care of for that overnight. Lit every single detail. And when she came out, I remember just being like, I did that. Whoa. (laughs) This we we do these things. Yeah. We are magical. Yes. Yeah, it was wild. That is so crazy and amazing. And that how many minutes did that take? If like 5 minutes if you really just want to like bullet point or jot it down. That's like nothing. 
And that's with yeah. Any- it was so. I mean, every morning I would probably like 10, 15 minutes of writing things down. But you don't even have to take it that long. It's just, yeah, it's so quick. And that's with like anything. If you're needing financial help, if you want a new job, like anything, you can manifest that, which is just so uh-huh. cool. Oh, that's so cool. Did you end up doing, have you did done a home birth at all? I haven't done a home birth. I did birth with midwives. Um, cool. So we had sort of like a, like a, we weren't at home, but it was very much a like holistic experience. There were midwives there. My husband is not, he's a Capricorn. So I'm a cancer. I'm like, into the magic. I'm all about the, like the feminine energy and he's the opposite, complete opposite. So he is really rooted in like structure and, and action. And, and it's great. We make a really, really good team. And he was sort of like, I don't feel comfortable doing that at home. And so we found a really great compromise and I loved it. We birthed both of our children with these amazing midwives. So um, like in a cottage or something. So we had like best of both worlds. Yeah. So like a cottage or something, right? Well, it was in a hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was in a hospital. But a lot of, like, midwife teams now will work side by side with OB teams. So you kind of, you get, like, the medical, well, uh, midwives are completely medical professionals, yes. I shouldn't say that. But you get sort of that combination of, like, a more gentle approach. Yes. And a more, um, like, allopathic approach. Yeah, definitely. Because that, that, I've been, I'm not having kids soon, like, probably three years, but I want to think about that now because just hospitals scare me, and I love the idea of just midwives in general and obviously the holistic approach. Like, I don't – if I don't need medicine, I don't want it, and I know our bodies are meant to do this, so all that stuff. So it definitely intrigues me. Um, And we've been doing it for how long? Forever? Like, we don't need all this crazy stuff. I mean, there are definitely circumstances that – you need to be safe with, but I just think that's all. Yeah. That's great that midwives go into hospitals though. So you really do have both. Yeah. And midwives are, I mean, they're there to safely deliver their baby, just like all these other professionals. And I've had both experiences. So with Lily, with my first, we, she needed to get out fast. So we needed, there was lot of, lots of intervention and I had an epidural and it was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> I was like, this is You're awesome. like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Like this is, and then with Rory, she was so fast. I didn't, didn't even need it. I just was like complete full on natural. So I've had, they're all natural. I shouldn't say that completely without drugs. So yes. I was like, this is, this is awesome too. So it really, you know, you got to go with what works best for you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I just love that so much. So let's get back into, I want to hear everything you have to say about just what yoga personally means to you and what do you, how do you think people can both sides benefit from yoga spiritually and then just like what it does for your body. Cause I feel like I haven't really had anyone here to fully talk about yoga. Yeah. So yoga to me is connection. That's what, you know, the word yoga means yoke or union connection. And that's to a lot of things. It's like ourselves connection to ourselves, to our deeper inner being to our souls. It's connection to other people. It's connection to God. There's so many elements of connection that 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 can that or how's the word they really um spread their wings right like so there's so many parts of yoga that that we can feel in this connectivity space so for me that you know I came to it from that physical place for the the physical benefits and there are so many there's I could go on and on it it regulates the nervous system it builds strength it it allows you to move into rest and digest which is parasympathetic nervous system on the regular so that you're coming down from fight or flight 
helps with hormone regulation. Yeah. Improves so mobility. I mean, endless physical practices. Yeah. And on the spiritual side, it really, it depends on what you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. If you're looking for confidence in your soul's purpose, yeah. right? like your for amazing first question. If you're looking to find, if you're looking for that self-study piece, if you're looking for trust in who you are and why you're here or trusting God or whatever it is. You know, I think sometimes we think that that yoga is a religion. Some people, people have said that before. I mean, it's very much personal yeah. to your spiritual journey. And when you, when you learn more about the philosophy of yoga and where it came from and what the purpose and what the limbs are and what the, the restraints are, you know, you're able to embody this in so many ways that are outside of the mat. Um, so I would just say it's very much what you're looking for. Yeah, definitely. I remember my girlfriend who also took me to my first class. I used to, she would always take really long, deep breaths. And I'm like, are you like good? Why are you breathing so weird? She's like, it's just like my, (laughs) it's from yoga. It's my yoga breath. So then I started going with her and like, I can now take those deep breaths. And like, my boyfriend was like, why are you breathing like that? I'm like, I'm just, it's my yoga breath. You take, you appreciate your breath and it just changes you. And there's so much you can even do with your breath in general with breath work, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They can just, yoga hits so many different levels that. And yeah, you, and breath work is one element of it that's like definite. I mean, it's it's a huge part of it. Yeah, and there's tons of different ways to utilize breath work. Um, and what you're kind of talking about too is that that nervous system regulation, which is you don't need to pay a dime to be able to do that, right? No. To be able to take a deep breath in and a long breath out to bring yourself into more homeostasis. You can do that at the grocery store. I do that when, you know, my three-year-old runs away from me at Target just to bring <laughs> it down. You need that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's that's also what the goal of this is, is to just give those free little everyday things that people can do because you don't need to suffer, I feel like a lot of people suffer just with, especially just just Western medicine mm-hmm. on their side if they're dealing with something. I feel like they could be um, really put down if they're like, oh, you're fine, whatever. And that's really with anything in your life. There's just so many different options that I want people to hear and to be able to use in their everyday life to make it a little bit easier. Absolutely. And more magical all around. Yes. Yeah. More magical. I love that. <laughs> So what do you do for your own self-care that you think is easy, you love, you are totally into it? What do you do? My routines change all the time. So it really depends on the energy of where I'm at in the moment and what I need, what's happening in the stars. I love to look at what's coming. How can I embody the current astrology? And some constants. I have some definite constants. I love meditation. Regular meditation is something that I come back to. And I, I really tried all sorts of types. I don't, I don't really stick to one. Um, but currently loving some visualization work. Um, I don't know if you've done anything with to be magnetic, but that's manifestation. It's kind of like a more, these more like mini hypnosis sessions. Ooh. So I do regular meditation. Um, I love to move my body, whether that be through yoga, but also sometimes with just like dancing or riding the bike or whatever it is. And I have really 
brought that back into my life in the last year or so. I, there was a time, I, I don't know if you felt this way, but over the pandemic, just like being stuck inside, I didn't have a ton of energy for movement. I really needed to rest. There yeah. was so much happening in the world and it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to sleep a little bit more. Especially and now I feel a little more of that vigor. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, let's go. It's, we're kind of coming back into that, that energy space. And yeah. so movement is huge. And then my, this is my like guilty pleasure. <laughs> I love to read romance novels and like embarrassing oh. ones. Like they're so <laughs> ridiculous, but no, I, they're so awesome. outside of my everyday. I mean, I'm like working at home. I have two littles. Like my yeah. life is very much like suburbia in a way yeah definitely <laughs> so reading ridiculous romance novels at the end of the night is such a great escape and I look forward to it all the time <laughs> and that's definitely your own ritual I mean it's not yeah. you have to do this this and this and reading anything is so good for you and definitely puts you in like a meditative state for sure Absolutely. so that's awesome no matter what you're reading <laughs> right <laughs> So I actually, I want to go back to you with the astrology. You said, do you actually read people's charts for them? I do. I read their birth charts and then I apply it to self-care. That's so, so awesome. I, I wouldn't necessarily be able to tell you a ton about like what your mom, you know, what happened in this time in your childhood <laughs> yeah. or like what's coming for you. But what I can do is take your birth chart and apply it to your practices. I love the practicality of the birth chart. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. That's awesome. So do you offer that like on, like as a service? Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's, so I cool. call it like cosmic self-care session. Um, one-on-one we do an hour long together and we look at your chart and then I, I write up what I call like cosmic rx for you so that you have a rx that you have a plan yeah it's really fun that's so much fun that's so different i feel too because you're just taking what is in their life and then how to make their life better because you're putting it into self-care you're not putting it into other stuff or just you need to do this it's really to make them better you're turning it around and you're like well this is what we have to work with in your chart so let's just use it for the best that's awesome yeah. Yeah. It's, it's because astrology is so big and there's so many ways that you can go about it. And there's yeah. so many different astrologers that have such interesting takes on it. Yes. I like to use it as, I like to apply it because I think it can get information is helpful. And now what do we do with this information? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Especially with astrology. I mean, you have <laughs> CoStar having everything on there and then also just all the definitions. And it's really nice that you just, it's interesting. You also do um mars because i feel like i haven't really met anybody that takes mars it's normally like your sun your moon and your rising but mars is a good space to look at because that's like you said what's gonna like what drives you so that's Mm -hmm. awesome and we can look you know when i look at a full chart i I might peek at like okay venus where how do you connect how do you love look at your mercury how are you communicating but as it relates to self-care, these those three placements are really helpful. Rising is interesting because obviously rising is really important. It's how you interact with the world. Yeah. Um, and for someone to say that someone comes in with like, okay, I'm feeling really exhausted mm-hmm. and I, I need some energy. I need to fill that cup up in the energy space. I might look at where the rising sign and be like, okay, well, people are interpreting you as a cancer, at least cancer again, as, as that giving energy and they're kind of dumping stuff on you. You don't have to function like that. You can, you can set yourself up and protect yourself in whatever way. And like, let's find some ways to do that. So rising sign can definitely play into it as well. I mean, all of the planets can. Yeah, definitely. Like your whole chart, but 
It's so cool your approach on it. It's different and it's awesome. Do you get a lot of people for that, that they continue to do what you say and they have a big change? What I find most when I read people and when we do a section together is that they're just so validated. They just feel really seen. And and that's how I felt when I had some of my first readings was like, whoa, that's why I am the way I am, you know? And so when we can, when I can see them and then offer them some ideas to take away, it's, it's just like a, a little, I don't know, lighting of that fire, lighting of that passion. And it takes some of the pressure off. It's just, you, you have these innate abilities and now you can just go. You don't have yeah. to try to like look through all of the junk to find how to get there. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like that validation is the biggest thing for people because they can actually just focus on, okay, I was right about this, or this is why this is happening. Like validation is just the hugest part of that for sure. And protection too. I think it's important to know where does your energy, where does it fall in your chart? Where are you potentially um, giving away too much or being, you know, being that empath that many of us are, especially within the spirituality space, setting up protection, setting up boundaries, um, building practices to rejuvenate. I think a lot about, you know, definitely as a parent, but also as a child around our own family. Sometimes that can be really challenging and exhausting. And so just protecting your energy so that you can function and be a part of your family in a meaningful way. Yeah. Do you have any tips on protecting your energy? Because I feel like a lot of people, especially kids who might be um, super sensitive or struggle with making friends or just people in general who are depressed, don't like going out, don't like being around people. I think that just might be you're so sensitive and your energy just might be clashing or you're super empathic and you feel everyone else's stuff so you don't like to be around people. So I, I've i just recently learned some things to protect myself, but before that I just – I used to be a hairstylist and I would hate being in the salon just because of everyone else's catty energy. And just if I knew then – I mean, I don't like doing hair anyways, but – just to be able to have that tool to protect your own energy, I feel like is huge for people who don't even really know what they're walking into or just how to even manage if they don't like their job where they can kind of protect themselves before going into the day. Mm-hmm. What does your chart look like? What's what are you, what's your sun and moon? Um, so my sun is Gemini and my moon is Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me answer this by looking at your chart. So sun in Gemini in general has just all of this information flying in. Gemini loves ideas and, and communication and just like, ah, there's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, like a crazy, things. like if just, I don't like all, all these things, it's like, sometimes it makes me think of like the, the squirrel energy. Like you see yes. something and you're distracted and that's like, that's okay. That's not bad. Especially if you have people that can balance that out for you, like you've got the ideas and then find people that can really activate on that. And they can do some of that, um, actual execution. So you're, you're definitely all, I don't want to say like distracted. It's more, it's it's more like ideas are flowing. It's a constant. Yeah. If I (laughs) don't write it down, so that can be a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it helps totally. a lot. And that can be a lot of your own ideas coming around. So just knowing that if you write it down, like you said, that's a great way. Um, and 
finding people that have more grounded energy that are like a Capricorn would be a great example of that. So that's your sun. And that's just one piece where I think you're going to find even more, um, ways to set up protection is with your moon. So your moon is your emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. It's your subconscious. There's a lot of layers here yeah. to the moon and it's where you feel the safest and your Aquarius energy. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard anyone call it before, but it's a, it's the water bearer. So Aquarius is actually not wildly empathic. It doesn't take on other people's energy. It holds it for them. Yeah. And so being a hairstylist as an Aquarius moon, people, I imagine, were just like dump stuff on you. Like, here are all of my problems. Yeah. Even just working at the freaking tanning salon, they would just, a stranger would come up to me and just like, tell me, oh, so-and-so was in jail and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did I, does my face look like I'm asking for that information? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, girl. I imagine that was a lot. And they're with an Aquarius energy versus when I say, so Aquarius, let me just kind of back up is another air sign. So these are both very much um, intellect, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of ideas and a lot of problem solving involved in these areas. Mm -hmm. And they're not as much as a, as like a water sign would be. So cancer, Scorpio, Pisces are water signs and they take on other people's energies and they think it's their own. So that's, those are the people that need major protection. Aquarius for sure needs protection in that if you aren't, you're not interested in engaging, engaging in those, (laughs) those like energy dumps for people just to bring you stuff, you can set up some protection for yourself and just like, I'm not here for this. One way to do that is to just create a bubble around or visualize a bubble around yourself Mm -hmm. in the morning. So I do this all the time. Empaths can do this. Any, anyone can do this. It's so helpful to just like get up in the morning and just see a big bubble around your sphere. And you set the intention that like, maybe you're here to listen today and hold that, that, emotion for others and maybe you're not and if you're not that's okay you don't have to do that mm-hmm. um say a trusted friend though comes your way and they do want to bring you all that information and you are open for business heck yeah you're going to be the person to listen and to yeah. hold that emotion for them and so it's a gift it's just are you open for business or not yeah <laughs> definitely do I want your stuff today or not mm-hmm. that's awesome so definitely anybody can just picture that bubble around them. I feel like just like a white light too, just like nothing really being able to penetrate that bubble. You're filling it with love and um, just not being able to let anybody affect you in that way. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, taking salt baths is an amazing practice for anyone that if oh, they feel I like, oh baths. man, I've been dumped on today. Ooh, take <laughs> a bath, throw some Himalayan salt. I take the salt. A friend taught me this is just, and literally like wipe down the body and just rid myself of other people's energies and and I you know it feels significantly better that's awesome I've never done that so I love my baths but I've never taken the salt so I'll definitely try that that's awesome yeah I love my baths well this was amazing agreed thanks for chatting yeah I definitely want to chat more I feel like my computer was on the laggy side so We'll definitely have to talk again because I just, I need to start listening to your show. Like I said, I'm so mad that I just found it because uh, I'm just going to binge up, it. girl. There's I'm going to binge plenty, it. 105 episodes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to binge the crap out of it. So definitely it. plug yourself, your show, your website for people to do the astrology work with you. I get it out there. 
Awesome. Well, thanks again, Michaela. I'm so honored to chat and be on the show. Um, You can find me on Instagram at ashleysondergaard.yoga. My podcast is called Yoga Magic, and I interview individuals every Thursday talking about self-care and self-discovery. And then if you want to do a cosmic self-care reading with me, it's an hour-long session. You can find out how to do that at my website, which is just my name, ashleysondergaard.com. Awesome. Yay. Oh, Yay. this was so much fun. And thank you so much for all your really awesome tips. And I'm so glad that you found motherhood made you so much stronger and made you refine yourself. I think that's amazing. Of course. And let me know when this airs and I'll make sure to spread the word and yes. give you lots of, lots of love. I'll pop it in my newsletter and everything. Yeah. Awesome. That will be great. And I'm going to, like I said, I'll let you know when I'm binging all the shows and we definitely Please will. Do. Yeah. We'll definitely talk again soon. Okay. That sounds great. Thanks, Michaela. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley. Have a great rest of your day. Hug your you kiddos too. for See me. All right. I will. I will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh,